Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Random Topics, my podcast. And today's random topic is we don't have a topic yet, but we have a guest here on the show. His name is Ryan Perez. Ryan Perez is one of my friends from high school. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm, I'm super stoked to be here. That is dope. <laughs> okay, so let's move that a little bit closer. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan. So let's have the audience get to know you because they don't know who you are. Perfect. Right. Yeah. So you are how old? I'm 25. 25. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm 24. Yeah. Makes sense. You were one grade above me. And you graduated from Covina High School. Yeah, I went to South Hills my freshman and sophomore year and transferred to Covina my junior year. Why did you transfer? Um, I grew up with people from uh, Covina High School. So I went to like Roland and Grove Center and Trawick and then seventh grade, I went to Sarah Vista. So I, it was one of those things like I just wanted to graduate with the people I grew up with. Oh, so you, you wanted to transfer? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wanted to. I didn't get kicked out as hard as I tried. I oh, didn't. Okay. Sometimes, or usually it's like parents move. Yeah. But it was, that was up to you. Yeah. That was up to oh, me. I made wow. a ultimatum with my parents. I was like, hey, either I'm going to just fill my classes my junior year at South Hills or you just let me go to Covina. And they're like, oh, fuck it, dude. Oh, <laughs> excellent negotiation. <laughs> you are. So you are 25 and you're a teacher at an art school. Yes, I'm a, I'm a teacher at a art school. And I don't know if I should say it. Uh, but yes, I'm a teacher at an art school. I, I teach 9th and 11th grade. I teach improv and acting. Uh, improv. Um, I saw that you uploaded a video of your improv from high school. Yeah. No, yeah, that was in Covina. Yeah, that was at Covina High School. That's where I started doing uh, arts and stuff like that. Was I started off doing stand-up comedy for my high school. They would have a thing called improv, which was like, whose line is it anyways? Or mm-hmm. Have you seen Milton and Schwartz on Netflix? No, but I've seen whose line is, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. There you go. So we play games like that, and then uh, in between every few games, they would have people do uh, five to ten minutes of stand-up comedy, and that's where I really fell in love with arts. Like, stand-up and rapping were the two first art forms I was introduced oh, to. Oh, yeah, you used to rap. Yeah, I used to rap. I'm, I'm trying to get back into it again, uh, just I'm, for fun. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> Stop rapping at me. Not a rapper. <laughs> Um, okay, so you did stand-up comedy. That's where you did improv in high school kind of inspire you to do stand-up comedy? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I started doing stand-up, and I, I saw the social aspect of it because, I mean, I was very, like, once you got to know me, like, you knew me. I was very outspoken once you get to know me. but I was, Not even then. No, I like to make me seem cooler than I was, um, but I wasn't. Uh, but yeah, so like I started getting noticed while doing stand-up and it was something I was good at and I started getting invited to parties and shit like that. People started to notice me and for somebody who's the youngest of five and was always very quiet, it it is kind of exhilarating to be front and center and to have people listen to you, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. And then, so I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming it's true. Scripts, right? When you do stand-up. There's scripts involved. It's yeah. like a rehearsed. Yeah, there's a lot of writing, um, but it, like part of it is being able to riff too, right? Like I could write a joke, uh, but if it comes off like very 
stoic and very rehearsed and doesn't seem right right yeah, like, so you got to be good at delivery yeah like with disease and sorry dave Chappelle, it seems like they're just talking right? yeah like, but they're not they're, they're, they're not. it's all set yeah. up i mean sometimes i just go on rants when i do stand-up comedy and, uh-huh. like it's kind of funny but you know for the most part i think the meticulous planning that goes into it it's like writing a movie script or writing a skit yeah like, yeah because yeah. people are kind of it's entertainment they're going to watch something funny like a funny movie but it's a person talking yeah painting an image in their mind that is setting them up to laugh yeah exactly (laughs) it's such a weird form of art to go watch when you really break it down like that just like i'm gonna watch i never even considered it art but i i do agree with you that it is it's weird right like you're like i'm gonna go pay to watch this dude talk about his trauma and his personal experience for like 30 to 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Yeah. And watch a bunch of other dudes do it before him, too. Yeah. And such a weird concept. Okay. And do you still do stand-up? Uh, I was doing it for a little while. I kind of took a hiatus for a... What's a hiatus? Like a pause, a break. Um, for um, different various reasons, I, I wasn't in love with it anymore. And, like, it does take a toll on me. It started to take a toll on me mentally and emotionally. Uh, I deal with mental health issues, and it got to a point where I was not happy with the jokes I was telling. It became very stressful. It became work again, mm-hmm. and it just—it wasn't fun. It wasn't—it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I feel like a lot of people took the wrong message from what I was saying, like I've, interpreting it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a lot of. Uh, so me being a bisexual man, I talk about like things like that, right? And a lot of people just, I remember somebody came up to me one time after a show, or I think a show was coming up, they're like, hey, are you going to tell more fag jokes? And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, oh no, that's not that's not the takeaway I wanted you to have from that, right? Especially yeah. with everything going on in the world. I, 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 it's, you know, I played into those Mexican stereotypes of, you know, my people. And I felt like, especially with everything going on right now, like, I was taking away from the conversation instead of adding something positive. Yeah. And so I feel like that wore on me a little bit. There's a you, So you felt like you were part of the pro or you're contributing towards the issue? Yeah, instead of putting my people up, you know, from the LGBT community and, and the Hispanic community, like I feel like I was painting this picture of, you know, people in Almani or South Almani and like just people like, Oh yeah, that's that's exactly how I picture them, right? And people run with that. And people run with, oh yeah, that's that's you know he's super gay. That's how all gay people are, and it it, it was heartbreaking. It was yeah. You know, like, that's I, a very yeah. narrow view. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> yeah, that's like not okay to 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 assume any group of people is all the same. That's just retarded. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it just became this thing of just like, am I happy doing what I'm doing? And so my takeaway from it was like, well, I could do other art that is positive, that's productive, that is, I could give back to the community and, you know, really talk about things that matter. Okay. So. Yeah, I can see why him asking you, are you going to do more fag jokes? Yeah. For it to, to take that kind of, um, in a way that it, it hurts, because that word is really strong, super strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you, if you call... A gay man, that word, it, it hits pretty hard. It, it, it hits, especially, like, during a time where you're trying to figure yourself out. And it's a lot of pressure, too. Like, 
you know, when, uh, you, like when you're in high school, right. And like yeah. you're on the wrestling team and somebody from a different school is there and mm-hmm. you have a mutual friend. He's like, it was my friend, Jacob. He's not, he's like one of sixes. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I'm one of sixes too. I bet you're not shit at wrestling. Right. That's like, yeah, just kind of like the talking <laughs> shit thing. Yeah. It's like people would introduce me. It's like, this is my friend, Ryan. He does stand up comedy. He's like, Oh, you better be funny all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like that wasn't funny. It's like, dude, I'm not, I'm just trying to be me. Like it was, <laughs> That was kind of defining who you were, but that's not all of who you are. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's aggressive. So when actually when I went to boot camp in the Marines, drill instructors weren't even allowed to call recruits. You know, the, the F word. I don't yeah. even feel comfortable saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they literally said you can't call any recruits the N word and you can't call any recruits the F word because of how, like, wrong it is yeah like it's just wrong so i can see why if someone's like hey you can do more you know jokes like that that's like okay what the, what am i doing that that you're over here you know you know i i, I see what you're trying to say in yeah the that. and i don't i don't know even necessarily everybody who said that right mm-hmm. was coming from a place of malice and yeah it's, it's a lot of it's just slang yeah and i think a lot of it too is that i i, I think what it does when i do stand-up it makes people comfortable like oh maybe a little too comfortable uh-huh. talking about those things with me and uh you know, I, I think it's important that we all realize, like, hey, we, we influence each other, right? Um, I mean, even from a young age, uh, we, we see how our parents act, especially in the Hispanic community. It's something we don't talk about enough. Like, mm-hmm. my parents are kind of old school. Their parents are kind of old school. My grandparents, a little bit racist. You know, that's not something, <laughs> right? You see that, and you're like, okay, I don't want to be that. Like, I love my grandparents. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, once again, I don't think they do it out of spite. I think they just grew up in a different time. Is it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, I have to understand that that maybe I'm the first person they've met who is part of the LGBT community, right? Mm-hmm. And me talking like this might make them think, oh, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Like that one white kid who uh, has, like, a couple black friends and he thinks it's okay for him to say the N-word, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of like that where it's we, we have to set up those boundaries. Yeah, I agree with, with you. Um when you're growing up in a certain time, that's just the norm and you've never been condoned for, you know, using certain slang or everything because that's just your culture at the time and as time progresses, shit changes and then all of a sudden, boom, what you're saying and what you're doing is not not okay. Yeah. Like Eminem, he would yeah. down homosexuals a lot early in his career and he was comfortable doing that. Yeah. No one really condoned him then, but now it's like, hey, same, same shit with Kevin Hart. You know, again, A, it was fine then. It's not that it was okay then, but culture-wise, it was. Yeah, even yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tyler, the creator. I mean, look how big of a shift from talking about fucking rape and murder and all this crazy stuff he used to do back in the day with Odd Future. And now he's talking about emotions and feelings and his struggles with being bisexual and, and stuff like that. And yeah. it, it's an understanding that we have to have, I think, with not only artists, but people in general that... They, they can grow. They yeah. can change. And yeah. that's why I fucking hate cancel culture. I think it's the fucking worst because yeah. it's like, oh, you said this thing 20 years ago. It's like, there's some things, yeah, of course, that are inexcusable. Yeah. But some things, I'm just like, well, this person's growing up. This person's learning. Yeah, especially when they voice it. Yeah. And they say, yeah, I messed up and I realized that that was wrong. And from here on out, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And the funny thing is the people that, that – condone am i using the right word condone condone like, yeah. yeah people that condone that stuff 
they think that they're perfect, dude. If if you were if you had your life recorded from day one, you could always pull something from back then that makes you sound like a hypocrite. Yeah. You know, so it's I mean, some people are just unfortunate that their their life is documented. So <laughs> now you could you know pull old files out and use it against them. But we're all human. We all make these mistakes. Yeah. So I'm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though, right? Like me and you, we grew up in an era where. Facebook was becoming a thing and Instagram was becoming a thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. we were in high school by then. Yeah, Instagram came out in high school. Yeah, so, like, these kids who grow up after us literally have their whole lives on social media sometimes. Yeah. Which is something I always tell my kids, like, be careful what you post. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone through old posts and deleted stuff because I was like, oh, my God, why would I say that? Yeah. Like, why Why would I do that? That's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's gonna go back through his history. He's like, "Fuck, what did I say?" <laughs> no, I've already done that. Man. Yeah, I've deleted stuff. It's just retarded, man. Yeah, <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> if you haven't done that, honest mistake. Like you're just yeah. a kid, you know. Because at the time, you're just a kid. Yeah. And when you're an adult, you're like, "I'm an adult." <laughs> I think especially at like 13, 14, 12, you're trying to be like super edgy. Like, yeah, jokey, funny. Yeah. Uh, but then your grammar's terrible. Yeah, so I, like, <laughs> you get those Facebook memories and you're like, what? What? What the fuck were you trying to say? <laughs> like, Ryan, like, I saw a post from like ten years ago. It's like some of those posts from like 10, 12 years ago bum me the fuck out because yeah. it's like, ha ha ha, who wants to hang out tonight? I was like, God, you were so fucking lonely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you sad sack of shit. Like, yeah. it was like, it was always a weird day. It's like a Wednesday <laughs> night. It's like, dude, go to bed. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I said something. It was a Facebook status that was like eight years ago. And then it was like, I'm at Target. I'm not in school. You know, yeah, like ha ha ha, and then I commented eight years later, like go to school class, you stupid bitch. Get your shit together, bro. That's how I feel every time I see uh, one of those Facebook posts. It's like kicking it with the homies. Like stop kicking it with those homies, dude. They're gonna lead you astray. Like yeah, it's like watching a movie the second time. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, I know what's <laughs> gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen. It's like oh. I really, I'm, I'm, oh god, I hate my old crush post where it's like, oh, I'm really talking to this amazing person. It's like, she's gonna leave you for somebody else, bro. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's actually. Those you ones just hurt. delete those. Yeah, those <laughs> ones are just like. You don't want to. Some of them I keep as reminders of where I've been, and uh, <laughs> like it's my little American flag on the moon. Like, yeah, there's no point of us going here, but yeah, we're there. Yeah. Okay. So. Um. Are you on your phone or? No, 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 no. Okay, because I wanted to talk about something. You, where are you at in the political spectrum? On the real, um, I just fuck with whoever I don't think is a piece of shit. Or I think at this point it's like the lesser of two evils, right? Like, mm-hmm. pick my poison. Like, I, I, I think... Um, I didn't, I didn't, so this is just me. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I, I vote, voted for uh, Jill Stein the last election. Because so I was like... Oh, is that the guy? No, Jill Stein was like the third party candidate. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was... Maybe, there's a lot of candidates then, or there's more parties, because there was a dude that was... I thought a guy was third party in 2016. Maybe, maybe it was just a different party. I don't know, but I just remember being like... like <laughs> I was super drunk that morning, and because we're just like, yeah, it's election day. We we all know this is kind of gonna go to shit. Let's get let's get drunk, and uh, we went to go vote. 
I mean, my boy voted for uh, Jill Stein, and we came out of the, like, voting center. Because I was living in Alhambra at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember we just came out, like, cheering because we were drunk. And uh, we were like, we saved America, USA, USA, as we walked away from the voting polls and all that. Um, but, like, honestly, I, I'm just I, – I try to be understanding of where people come from politically, right? Like, I may not match views with you, but, like, at the end of the day, what's, what's us arguing about it going to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, so when you say the less of two evils, so you're referring to parties as evil, but I, I take it you think that there is a a hidden agenda? Or why why would you refer to them as evil? Like, what's the... what's? I, I think there's a hidden agenda in every party, right? Like, I don't think there's ever going to be a party I align with that I fully agree with. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what voting is. Right. That's the beautiful thing about it or should be the beautiful thing about it. Right. You get to back who you want and what you agree with. Right. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go vote for somebody who wants to get rid of gay marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. And here's where it gets tricky because I, I tend to stay out of the realm of politics just because for a while it's like when I was doing stand up. People are like, shut up and tell jokes. And so, like, it's 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 hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is politics, you think it's because politics are sensitive? <clears throat> it's yeah. A, it's a sensitive issue? Right. My, my parents taught me there's a couple things you never talk about at dinner, right? Politics, religion, and I think sex, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think they may have missed that one, but I think that was the third one. But, yeah, I, uh, I have no problem talking about religion, though, now. At all. But, like, politics, it's always, it's always such a... Uh, tricky tricky like subject to talk about i think you think it's because there's just so many factors yeah and like i'm trying to word what i say very carelessly that's the that's the problem right when it comes to talking about politics is like i have to overthink what i need to say Mm-hmm. with everything because yeah, like if it comes out wrong then it, it came out wrong yeah if it, if it comes out wrong then or even like i was telling you earlier like i posted something that had nothing to do with politics mm-hmm. and people were like oh well i see why you're voting for this person now it's like what are you talking about yeah like what this is a cat holding a gun like i just thought that was funny mm-hmm. like my bad um but I, I i think it's just such a tricky subject matter yeah and i think that Part of the reason is because of the the overwhelming amount of factors that are that's a part of the politics, but also the overwhelming amount of factors that's in the psyche of every person. You know, there's a lot. People are completely different. Like personality is different, yeah. culture is different, and then there's like just just something more simple, like like a mental disorder or something, like yeah. a bipolar disorder or yeah. like a Borderline personality is yeah, like like, like yeah. The people, if we all get the same message, we're all gonna get that same message interpreted in, in a different way in our brains, you know. So yeah, and I, I I think at the end of the day, what I always try to put out there, right, is that understanding of love and tolerance. Like I may want to choke some people sometimes because how aggressive they are with their politics. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but me, being a sick person in my own way. Um, I, I, I think everyone's sick in their own way, right? Like Mm -hmm. they have things they struggle with. And I think showing empathy and compassion, uh, sometimes I show it to a negative degree of where I just want to keep giving people chances. And I was like, okay, 
maybe this isn't really you, maybe you're just heated right now. And that's what a lot of the past like few months have been, right? When it comes to people just saying blatantly ignorant shit or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe you don't mean what you say. And then another post will come up. Mm-hmm. And another post. And I was like, okay. And the the what's interesting about what you just said is that the way you feel about them is how they feel about you. Yeah. Like, not to say you're posting periodically, mm-hmm. but they think the way you think is just, what the fuck? And that's the thing. Like, I have to, I have to remember that. I'm just like, oh my god, like, Ryan's posting, what? He thinks two dudes get married? What? Nah. Like, right? Like, somebody could honestly believe, right? I, I, I think if that's what you believe, cool. I, I mean, I'm not cool with it, but, you know, like, if that's what you believe, like... What, what do like at the end of the day? What do I get out of like tearing down your your point of view? Like, am I gonna get anywhere by yelling at you? Mm-hmm. Like, if you believe this table we're at right now is white, like just fully believe that a hundred percent. I can sit here all day. I'm right because it is black, right? Like, I would be right. But like at the end of the day, I have to ask myself: Do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? Like, do I need to be right? Like, do I need to engage in every post I see about politics and tell people why I believe they're wrong? But what about when um, 80% of the country thinks that the table's white? (laughs) Fuck, dude, then I don't know. Like, at that point, I I just let 80% of the country be. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that what if it's morally wrong? Shouldn't you yeah, okay, say so, something at that point? Yeah, when it comes like to stuff like that. It gets too extreme. Yeah, when it comes to racism or, you know, especially with some of the shit we've seen, right? Of just people being like, yeah, you should shoot those protesters. It's like, what? No, what is wrong with you? Like, see, that stuff, I won't stand for. Like, that is just like, I, I, I believe, like, there's a point where you're way past beyond being, like, educated, right? Yeah. Like, you're just so set in your ways. And maybe that's bad on me to think that there is a point of no return. But I do believe there is, right? Like, mm-hmm. of I, I, I think, you know, racism is, like, taught and learned. And that's one of the biggest things going into this political season, right? That is a big, big, like, problem in America. It always has been. You know, being, uh, you know, a brown boy myself, like, Mexican boy. And, uh, you know, I, I see it firsthand. And it's... Uh, you know, not always as blatant as, you know, a cop killing somebody in the street. Sometimes it's just going into a store and having a store clerk watching me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, things like that, racism. Um, you know, I, I don't care if people believe they should own guns. Like, I don't. That That's fine. You know, you have a right to defend you and your family. Now, do you need a AK-47 to do that? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, maybe if there's, like, a group of ninjas breaking into your house. Yeah, right. Like, perfect. Um, But, like, things like that where it's just, like, okay, I have to really evaluate, like, is this doing harm that you believe this should happen? Like, and I think that's that's the thing. I, I have to pick and choose my battles of, like, okay, is this just somebody's, like, if somebody... Is this just somebody's belief that's not harming anyone? Is this just what they believe? Or is this an ignorant view on the world that could be toxic and poison? Mm-hmm. And where do I stop trying to educate somebody? Where do I just cut the cut the net loose and let it drift off into sea? Yeah. 
Yeah. And not worry about it. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So you're more. You're more. Willing to. Kind of. I don't know how to put it into words, but. Worry about yourself. So make sure you're good mentally and emotionally before yeah. you start arguments. Uh, <laughs> arguments with strangers or friends because at the end of the day it's pointless because they're probably not going to change your mind anyway. Yeah. But you know what? Also, like I, I've had conversations with people where they did change their point of view, right? Like yeah. where we're able to have that civil conversation and I'm like, hey, like instead of me just putting the blame on them and be like, hey, here's my point of view on it. And by the end of it, we both see where each other is coming from. And we have an understanding. We, we can at least meet somewhere in the middle and be like, okay. Yeah, I think that has to do with the approach. Yeah. <clears throat> because if I, let's say we disagree about something, I don't know, and I say, hey, Ryan, you're wrong. Yeah. Immediately you're going to get defensive. And now you're going to put a wall up and you're going to aim, oh. your, aim your guns of, of the reasons why yeah. you think away and you're going to fire at me your reasons. And protect yourself because you don't want to feel that way, you know. Yeah. So, but if I say, it, like, if I say, "Hey, right, wrong," then you're gonna be defensive. But if I approach it in a different way, then you're not gonna be defensive, and you're gonna be more open to our conversation. Exactly. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, "Why? Why do you believe that? Or why do you think that?" And like, I think that could come off very like, just, "Hey, I'm curious," like, right? Because it could also come off as very like condescending right like oh mm-hmm. you're a fucking asshole for asking me that or this is how it sounds in my head yeah but i think if you just take the time to try to understand and sometimes it's a lost fucking cause right like sometimes you're just like okay there's no uh there's no winning here and uh yeah i i think it's just fucking tricky dude i think just the time and era we live in where everything's this available for mm-hmm. everyone to see everyone's political views or Right, like I wish I could say keep it to yourself, right? But I feel like if there's a greater evil, then you're kind of doing a disservice, right, by keeping those views to yourself. Or like you know, with the whole you know Black Lives Matters movement, right? Like you saw people supporting it, you saw people not supporting it. I think what's more deafening is those people who didn't say anything about it, and like you know, we talked about these atrocities going on in the world. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think everyone has a right to say how they feel at the end of the day. Cool. Even if it's the dumbest shit in the world, you have that right. You deserve that right. Um, I may not agree with what you have to say, but at the end of the day, you have that right and you have the right to block me on Facebook and shit like that. And I have the right to block you if I just, you know, and that's the thing, right? Like that's, I think the greatest thing about COVID is that if I block you, I Genuinely, probably don't have to see you until this is all over. Yeah. So that's great too. Maybe, maybe ever. If you don't maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing I have to remember too is like I have no power or control over people, places, and things. Like I only, I can only control how I act, how I think, and what I speak and my actions. Right. So if I'm acting in a very toxic way, in a very unhealthy way, if I'm saying, well, if you support this person everyone's a racist well aren't i doing the same thing as what the other side is doing too right like in a in a weird way i'm being just as toxic and i'm doing a disservice to my side whatever side that is Mm -hmm. do you think it gets so bad to the point where it's okay because 
there's two sides to this. You could say, hey, why are you why are you being why are you being ignorant? Why are you being immature? Why are you cutting people off because of different views? You know, don't you think that's wrong? Don't you think you should just share the views and, and stay connected? And just because we disagree, we should just be friends. But there's that, right? And mm-hmm. then there's I wonder if in 1942, when Hitler was in Germany, that there was um, Germans that hated Hitler and saw that he was terrible, and they were cutting off people who were Hitler sympathizers. And at that point, is it okay to cut off with them? Or are you supposed to still not cut off (laughs) Hitler sympathizers and try and see their point of view? You see what I'm saying? So... (laughs) I think I think that you shouldn't cut people off, you right? Know? It but is not that I haven't done it, but because I mean I've done it. Yeah, I have. Like, yeah, politics is sensitive, but yeah, I think like yeah, you know, no, you shouldn't. No, you should. Let's both be grown adults and let's have a conversation and stuff. <laughs> but then it's like, dude, are you serious? You know what I mean? And then I think a big factor is if you throw in his, Hitler's sympathizer. Yeah, I feel like that's an automatic, I'm cutting you off. Well, yeah, yeah. but then but there's it, people that would say, well, why would you, at the time, probably people said the same thing we were saying, that, why would you cut them off? Why, no, would, why, why wouldn't you, you talk? Yeah. Why wouldn't you have a conversation? Maybe you could change them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, it's like, what the, but it's Hitler, right? Yeah, but see, we know it's Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Um, yeah, see, that's always a tricky thing, right? Like, is, is when do I cut somebody off? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's certain cases where I've cut people off, be it like, like especially with everything going on with sexual abuse and rape and and, and sexual allegations. Um, if the if the evidence just seems so overwhelming, like I've had friends who I had no idea they were doing stuff like this, and it, it just made my stomach sink and. Uh, because of all the people who are coming forward and, and, and I, I just it's painful because you want to hope it's not true right mm-hmm. but just even stuff like that where it's just like well maybe he didn't do it it's like yo but what if he did like that's a horrible thing to do right and like it, it's it's tough making that call it's like do I wait or do I just you see, I think in that situation, I'd rather just be wrong and cut the person off and then later find out, like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Like, just take the safe, yeah. safe side. Yeah, because I, I, you know, somebody who's had personal experience of stuff like that happening to me, you know, um, I, I, I am more sympathetic to the people who are put through horrible things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, my knee-jerk reaction is, you fucking horrible person, you're God. Um but I think when it comes to politics, right, and, and, and racism, it's you're hoping it's just an ignorant statement. Like, you're hoping it's just... Like a denial. Bit, yeah, or you're hoping that they're just drunk. Well, no, people are... There are. I used to think that there wasn't any racist. <laughs> oh, like, that's super ignorant. But it wasn't because I was like... It wasn't because... It was just I had never experienced it. Mm-hmm. And it was really... It wasn't as out there as it is today. So I was just like, really, you know, like everyone likes each other, you know. I I was raised in a certain way, so I was I was not close-minded. I was just limited on my perspective. Yeah. And then as I grow older, perspective grows, and especially now with everything, everything just is out there, social media and the news. Yeah. You know, so and now I know it's, it definitely does exist. It, like, it it's, does. It's hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like wow, I cannot believe that. <laughs> you know. There's, yeah. 
Like, there's racists? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> That's I, crazy. I think for the most part at, at, you know, South Hills, it was, you know, pretty whatever. Like, I don't think I really ever, at school, really yeah. ever experienced racism. Um, I think it was every time I went out of school, mm-hmm. right? When it was like, I remember I had this friend, um, and we went to Islands with a bunch of friends, and it was just, it was so weird. Because uh, I remember the waitress came up to him and asked him he was you know black she's like oh do you have money to pay for your meal and i was like oh i was like oh like she didn't ask any of us at the table yeah. just seeing that firsthand of just being like oh yeah like doesn't matter where we are this shit exists yeah and just to make clear if you've ever been accused of sexually assaulting someone uh there's a good chance you are a piece of shit just want to make that clear so we don't get my words mixed up um <laughs> yeah um yeah, if you've been accused, I guess there's a good chance. Some people have been accused, though, that they were just accused. I yeah. heard this woman got locked up for accusing. Oh, yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, um... And, yeah, it was it was some, like, football player. Um, it was a college football player, and he was falsely accused. And, uh, you know, it, it's... I, I, I think it's... it's it, And that's the sickening, sickening thing, right? Is that people... People who falsely make accusations take away from the voices of the people who've actually been assaulted That's or true. been affected by these things. And it, it, it's, it gives people that moment of, ah, see, I told you they're just lying. It's like, no, this yeah. is just one incident. Yeah, that's just a, a small percentage of every, you know the actuality of things. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's human. That's humans, man. Humans are like that. It's weird. Like, humans are selfish. They can be selfless, but naturally, pretty selfish, man. They see an opportunity, they take it. Like, oh, he's rich, I'm going to do this and take his money. Or There's people that wire transfers. $500,000 wire transfer, you're buying a house. There's hackers that'll email you and be like, oh, you're ready to transfer it over, transfer it over to this. And you'll just, like, they just stole $500,000 from you. There's yeah. people like that. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. With just no disregard for yeah. the well-being of anybody else. And, yeah. and I just wanted to quote uh, Cuomo from New York, the governor. He he said he was like he was like disgusted on all the bad things that's been happening, but he says the only thing that makes me feel good about that is the good side. Like yeah. when he sees the all the good that's happening, it makes up for all the bad. Like it gives him like hope or whatever. I was like, man, I like this guy. Yeah. And I, I think everyone could do their part in all these negative situations, right? When it comes to uh, racism, sexual assault, uh, COVID, people struggling from COVID. There's so many charities you could donate to or even, yeah. you know, ways you could help that don't involve money. Just maybe time, maybe working and volunteering for a hotline. You know, I volunteered for a while working for a suicide hotline. You know, and uh, I just transferred calls to people, and that's all I did. I didn't pick up that phone. I didn't do that. It was just, like, cool. Like, I did it. And it's it's things like that you could do, right, to put good back out into the world. Because there's so much fucking negative. There's so much shitty things going on. Yeah. If you're doing, if you're listening to this, go do something good today. And don't post about it. And <laughs> don't seek credit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. To be honest, dude, I had I was sitting on a uh, a uh, stop for a train to get picked up because I was going somewhere, mm-hmm. 
and this you know those religious people that stop you and talk to you yeah they just try right there on the spot to try and convince you to join their religion um someone comes up to me with that same intention and he doesn't he was pretty smart in order for, for me to engage in a conversation with him he didn't talk about religion first he talked about something interesting and then once you're tied into a conversation then he fucking you know throws that hardball <laughs> religion thing but he started off the conversation with um are people um selfish or no he said yeah he said are people selfish and then he said is is it possible to be selfless and i was like well yeah it's it's i was like yeah it is possible to be selfless like what are you talking about and then he said this he was like well being selfish means you do something because you want something in return right and then in your case you mentioned you do something good and then you post it that's your thing in return right and then but in my case and then you said don't post about it right so that would be selfless. Eh? It's just a selfless act. You just do a good deed yeah. and you just don't see credit for it. But then he argued, which I still don't agree with him, but he was like, no, because because it makes you feel good to do something selfless, that's selfish. Which maybe you could even be like, yeah, that's true. That makes but, sense. But that's just, that's just to say... That's such a like, you can't be selfless. Like, no, you could be selfless. I, I Yeah, I don't think you can be selfless all the time, right? Yeah. I, I think um, I think especially when it comes to love, right? Like when you love somebody, when you even are in like with somebody, right? Like I think that's one of the first real moments we have as like individuals, like excluding our family, where we want to be give ourselves to somebody and really make somebody else feel as good as they make us feel, right? Yeah. And I think that's really selfless. But sometimes it could be very selfish. You could love bomb people. You could do all these things. You could lie to them. Just so they're in a relationship with you. Yeah. Right? I, I think it is possible to be selfless. Um, I, I don't know if it's possible all the time. Because by nature, we're selfish and self-seeking, bro. Like, <laughs> selfish is just like, what do I want? And then self-seeking says, what do I do to get what I want? Right? Like, yeah. So just understanding that and like kind of just going through it in your head of like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Do I want this person to think I'm a better person than what I really am? Like. And I think at the end of the day, we, we should try to do this shit for ourselves. Yeah, well, we, at the end of the day, we try to do this shit for ourselves because we're trying to survive. That, that's where the selfish element comes, yeah. is you need to be alive, bro. I was watching, like, just if you just watch, like, Natural Geographic, just nature, selfish. They don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah. A praying mantis will kill another praying mantis and eat it. They'll kill their spouse. Yes. Yeah. They don't give. That's just that's nature. Nature is selfish. <laughs> nature is yo. I need to survive. I so I, I'm gonna. I might eat it. my own children. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And I think that us, like humans, I think, I think that we evolved past that, but mm -hmm. I still think that that's where we originate from. So it's. Oh, yeah. It's like shit. Like even like girls looking for a sugar daddy or a woman taking advantage of a guy or. Or guys taking advantage of women for what they have. No love. It's all selfishness in the sense that they're doing it for... They, they have something they want, but it's a survival instinct. Yeah. And I, I think even parents who stay together, right? Even when they probably should have got divorced a long time ago. Yeah. Just because it's like, oh, we need to do this for the kids or tax purposes. Whatever the fuck you want it. Or they yeah. just want survival it to work purposes. so bad. Yeah. yeah. And they, they want it to work so bad, but we don't always understand how it's affecting the other people around us, right? Yeah. And so I think that's where it becomes interesting. 
of just like, right? Like I, I could do whatever I want in life, right? As long as I'm willing to accept the consequences. But just because I am doesn't mean you are, right? Mm -hmm. I could go take a piss in your hallway out here and like, I may be cool with it, but you might get in trouble, right? Like you might get in trouble and you may not want to accept those consequences. Yeah. I don't mind, but you would, right? Yeah, I think that's cool that the human element is we consider other people's feelings. Yeah. And we consider, we consider like a lot, even those, even the, the tonality of our voice and the way we say things, we say them a certain way because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. We don't want them to get defensive or, or anything like that. It's super, maybe that's part of the reason why we've survived so long yeah. is because we look out for each other in that way. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I, I think sometimes we, it's, it's necessary for us to be selfish, right? I don't think it's always yeah, a negative. Yeah. Cons. It's, it's definitely a necessity to be yeah. selfish. Like, like there's times where real. it's like, Hey, I, I just need time for me. I need to figure me out. I need to go wander off into the forest for a year. Yeah. Come back, hopefully, with a beard and, like, a new perspective, right? Yeah. Like, well, hopefully with a beard. I can't grow a beard. I can't grow a beard. I can only grow the facial hair. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm not 100% man because I can't grow a beard. Yeah, neither am I. So don't interrupt, <laughs> dude. It comes in all patchy. Um, but, yeah, it, it's shit like that. And, like, the weird part is, I, I think, I don't know if this is just, I've noticed this a lot more with dudes, right? Where we're okay with being selfish but if somebody else is selfish hold up yeah how fucking dare you yeah like take that time to work on you i think i think if just as a human race we were more okay with people being selfish in a healthy way yeah. i think that's a great way to put it selfish in a healthy way yeah and i think we could build better relationships not even just romantically but family-wise friend-wise it's i think the only real problem with that is getting everybody to think that way yeah it's never gonna it's, happen exactly it's never especially gonna happen. with all these people are born all the time which means that there's a lot of people that are in the same age group which means that there's a lot of people that still haven't experienced what you and i have experienced or what other people have experienced the point to make them think that way and then yeah. it's like even they might just never think that way <laughs> and so. like and the thing is too like i've experienced shit by the age of 25 that some people who have died already, like, at the age of 90, may have never had to experience, right? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, you're never going to have all the same experiences. Yeah. So the experiences I had from the day I was born to 23 that changed me to the point after 23, I was like, okay, I don't want to be that person anymore. I kind of had this, like, mental awakening, right, of just, like, yeah. I don't want to be a shitty person anymore. Yeah, and, and I feel like the only real way that happens is through experience. Yeah. Period. It's, you like, know. you could learn about it. Um, well, if you learn about it, that I think that would actually contribute towards some sort of experience. Yeah. I think that's why college is important. Yeah. Because you may not, like, your, your life is limited to your life, right? In college, at least you get... A different perspective yeah so it's going to change you in one way or another probably for the better overall and that's why i think like public high school is like super important right like the diversity the diversity the different walks of life just the experience like i i always think about what my life would be like if i went like if i was homeschooled right like i would never had to figure out how to come out of my shell I would never figure it out, like, mm -hmm. all these extra things about me. Yeah. Oh, my first heartbreak. Oof. 
Like, that's always fun to live back on. Oh, that always... I remember my first heartbreak. It's etched into my brain. Um, but I think we need those experiences, right? Like... Yeah. I mean... Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. If you don't, then you're going to... If you don't make the mistakes at a young age, you're, you're going to make them... You're going to make them sooner or later. Older, older agent. And it might just have worse consequences. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mistakes are good. And as long as you learn from them. Failure is good as long as you learn from them. Yeah. You have to... If you just fail and just say, fuck it, and fail again, then you never learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, so not, you're just failing... If you're not taking notes, like, that didn't work. <laughs> or here's why it didn't work because I acted a certain way or yeah. what I did was wrong because of this and I'm not going to do that anymore. And this is what I always tell people when like a relationship doesn't work. I'm like, sometimes that shit's just not meant to be. It's nothing you did. Oh. It's nothing they did. Um, just so when you say meant to be, I don't know how I think in regards to believing in destiny, but destiny is like the... The thought of everything is going to happen because it's just going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, um, like the same way 2 plus 2 is 4 or the same way a big math equation is going to equal a specific number, our lives are going to start and end in a specific way, regardless of how we feel about it. And I don't know whether or not I believe in that. I'll say for sure about two years ago, I was like, No. I was like, I have control over whatever I do with my body. You have control over whatever you do, do with your body. You have free will. I have free will. Yeah. And whatever, right? <clears throat> but let me get to my point. I was thinking the other day. Because sometimes you ever get in, like, you're those just thinking. And it's just mental yes, and gymnastics. Just, yeah. <laughs> I got into one of those. And I was thinking about math, right? And I was thinking how factual math is. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. Yeah. It's just what it is, period, right? Physics is math. So physics is what it is, period. So from let's just say the Big Bang is it happened. Yeah. It did like um, we don't know if it did or not. Let's just say it did. Yeah. The way it exploded would have determined everything because of the physics involved. Right, it's a starting point. Yeah. It, if it explodes a certain way, then all the matter is gonna react a certain way because physics is math and math is objective it's set the only thing that changes is the life element because the life element is we do whatever we want yeah right so if a ball rolls it rolls until until it stops rolling because of friction and gravity if i'm if i'm walking i stop because i wanted to stop yeah right so i was like destiny doesn't really exist because we have control but then i thought this (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I know, but it, it gets somewhere. Psychology is researchable. Mm-hmm. Psychology is you and I. It's researchable. You can learn from psychology. You can you can predict someone's behavior based off of the research you do with psychology. Yeah, literally, you could. You can see like if somebody's toxic, if somebody has like yeah, certain- you could diagnose them with mental disorders, or you can you can condition them to think a certain way so that you can predict that they're going to salivate when you ring a bell because you've conditioned them with food or something. So the point is, it's researchable. Yeah. But it's not objective like math. Yeah. But what if it is? What if you had a man, there will never be a man like this, but let's just say 
he knew absolutely everything about psychology. Mm-hmm. And he knew absolutely everything about why you react a certain way when you see something. Or exactly how your brain works and how it came about. And why your mom chose to have fucking a cheese sandwich, a grilled cheese sandwich when she was six months pregnant. And he knew the exact nutrition that was going into your body and everything. Like he just knew everything about Everything. And he knew exactly what you were going to do. Because it's not subjective anymore, it's objective, because he knows everything. Yeah. So if psychology truly is objective like math, then technically we are destined to do whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and see, I would never be around that tiny little man who knows everything about psychology. <laughs> that's way too much. Like, that's, I, I struggle with hecklers, bro. I struggle seeing my therapist because he tells me things I don't like about me that I kind of already know. But, like, yeah. he probably, Here's the thing, though. He wouldn't talk to you because he would alter your perspective. And if he alters your perspective, he alters your life choices. So all he would do... It's just observe and accurately predict everything and how everything will turn out. <laughs> isn't that what we do in relationships? <laughs> like when we like somebody, they tell something they don't like about us or what they think we're gonna do. So we're like, all right, fuck it, let's go to the left. Let's like, like let's fix this shit, right? Like, okay, like I, I I get stuck in that too, right? Like, oh well, if everything's predetermined, if everything's destiny, yeah. Why the fuck is this? Why does it matter what I do? Because you know, I get yeah, stuck. But in here's that. what I think. What's healthy is to say, no, there's no such thing as destiny, and I'm going to work towards what I want. Yeah. Because that's the, that mentality is going to get you where you want. If you just think, ah, oh, fuck it, everything is what it is, then you're going down a different path. Yeah, I, I think that's just very fearful living. Yeah. Too. So I wouldn't even... Don't think that way. I'm just just yeah. being creative thinking, you know, like, holy shit. Yeah, but I've been stuck in that, like, mindset before. Like, on some mm-hmm. very dark days, it's like, what does the fuck matter, dude? Like, uh, I can do whatever I want, you know? The universe already knows what's going to go down. And um, I, I think when we do that, we take accountability away from ourselves, right? Like, if I'm just saying, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. I hate when people <laughs> fucking <laughs> hate when people I hate do it. That. What I what I preach is something I learned on another podcast. Preach. Uh, Preston Pitch preached, <laughs> and he got it from someone else. But his beauty of it is, he said, "You are one hundred percent responsible for your life. Never blame anyone for anything." Yeah. You're, and even if it's not, even if there's something, because you know they say sometimes there's things out of your control. Yeah. Even if it is, just think think about it, review it, and say, "What could I have done?" And even if there was nothing you could have done, if you're applying that kind of questioning and mindset to your daily life, then you're constantly going to be holding yourself accountable and growing. Yeah, I I think it's like, okay, there's nothing I could have done about this situation in the moment. The past is the past, right? Yeah. Um, It's about how I react to things now. Yeah, It's about how I move forward, right? When my brother died, absolutely nothing I could have done. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was a sad sack of shit who uh, was just miserable to be around, right? Yeah. And I complained about how no one wanted to be around me. That's a hard hit. That's a hard hit. But it's like, of course I'm allowed to grieve. Of course there's no wrong way to grieve. But the way I was going about it, just like not doing anything about it. Unhealthy. Yeah, and not trying to cope with it. It was just unhealthy, right? There's healthy coping methods. I think we have to voice when we have a concern or, you know, emotional thing. I think I, I, I think it's becoming a lot more prevalent. Mm-hmm. 
in like relationships, friends or romantic, you know, where it's just like, hey, I feel like yeah, I feel like you're doing this thing, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just crazy, and maybe you will be told like, hey, no, I'm not doing that, my bad, like I didn't, and the other person will say, my bad, didn't mean to make you feel that way, that's yeah. on me, my bad, and then you know we look at our part in it, right? I think we all have a part in every situation, not every, not like maybe directly in the moment, right? Because there's some horrible things that happen to people. Right? There's abuse, there's there's all these horrible things, but it's like, how long are we going to carry that baggage for? Like, are we going to let it, like, you may have not had a, a part in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're letting that define you for the rest of your life and all of your relationships, like, that's on you then. That's mm -hmm. on me. Like, yeah. Those traumatic things I went through uh, throughout my life, I let those define my relationships, people, places, and things, right? Yeah. And that's on me. Yeah. Like, the horrible thing that happened, not my fault. But everything that came after that, those poor decisions I made you and pushed people. You could have avoided or I made better decisions. Avoided. Yeah, I could have found a healthy way to work those things out, but I did it. Yeah. I decided to party. Yeah, it's just so bad. Because here's the thing about, let's just say alcohol, for example. Um, I don't drink nearly as much as I used to because it makes me feel like shit in the mornings. But here's the thing. So if you're going through something... That it's a hard hit and you feel terrible. And you're just like, you think that the appropriate thing to do is just get fucked up, right? Because for some fucking reason you do. But it's not. And let me tell you why it's not. You feel good for a little bit because you're buzzed yeah. and you're drunk. And maybe it helps you forget. Maybe even makes you feel worse. But that next morning, how do you feel now? Now you have a hard hit. The feelings didn't go away. And you're physically fucked up. There's dogs barking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so you're going to be hungover, essentially, feeling like ass physically, and you're going to be feeling like ass emotionally. And you're going to do that over and over again, and you're just going down. It's like a spiral down. Like, it's just yeah. not healthy. Even, um, yeah, and that's just alcohol, let alone other drugs. Yeah. You, cocaine you, or... Um, I mean, even weed could be a negative. Like yeah, yeah. Mechanism. I, I don't like weed. Weed, terrible. Like, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> you mind if we take a break just so I can pee real quick? Yeah. All right, perfect. We'll be right back. Um, oh. We're going to have a word from... Hey, folks. Uh, before we get back to the podcast, just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Jacob Andrade. Uh, he's a real estate agent now, so he's looking for people to who are looking to buy and sell homes. So if you're one of those people or know somebody who is, uh, feel free to give him an email over at jacob.andrade at exprealty.com so we'll probably have that link somewhere you can find it on his page uh, I'm sure he will have all the info you need so hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast and we're back to the show yeah. thank you Ryan for shouting me out like that yeah no, no, no problem bro uh, I love it I love shout outs I love shouting people out and what they do I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things you can do for each other right yeah um, yeah so I am a real estate agent and that's what I do and this podcast is more on the entertainment side than, than on the real estate side. Sometimes I give advice in regards to that, but that's not what I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm having a friendly conversation with Ryan Perez. So, where, were, where did we last finish off? We were talking about accountability, and I think that, like I, like I was talking to you earlier, like, 
I think that's what I'm trying to refine again. Uh, not that I don't have any accountability. I think sometimes we're just kind of blind to like what our part is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that comes from a place of lacking a little bit of. I, I so I think accountability is not so much beating yourself up, right? And I think I've lost that. Like any time, like I had to hold myself accountable, be like, you fucking idiot. Like recently, mm-hmm. and and coming to realize that it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's not easy, but you do it. But yeah, it's, like because sometimes you're just on a hot streak when it comes to being a good person. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but sometimes you're just fucking killing it, dude. and then some shitty things happen, and you start getting scared. You start becoming overbearing to everybody, and you start making a lot of mistakes by accident. And you feel like when somebody calls you out on it, you feel like that's a personal attack now. And yeah, you feel even worse, and it's not their fault. Oh no, it's not. It's yours. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's yeah, it's hard. You, you meant you are you mentioning holding your friends accountable? Yeah, yeah, I I, I think I, I think it's that's the hardest, in my opinion. Holding I, your friends accountable. Yeah, some of them are just they get extremely defensive. Holding your friends accountable and holding <clears throat> whoever your romantic partner is or whoever you're dating accountable are two of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. But probably right? the most important. Yeah, like obviously, like. Either it goes to show, am I going to keep seeing this person or am I going to keep hanging out with these people? Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't want to, like, we, we, we have friends who, you know, I think we have some mutual friends who we don't talk to anymore, right? From like high school, because sometimes they don't grow up, yeah. right? And that's the hard thing. And sometimes you got to let people go and then they'll come back and then they'll be accountable as shit. They'll be like, hey, I got my shit together. You're like, fucking rad. That was me. I was that person. Right. I, I got cut out of so many people's lives for a while uh, just because I wanted to play the victim for so long. And I didn't want to take a look at myself, right? And so um, it takes a while. But, I mean, it is possible to make a comeback. It's just easier if you just take what people are saying into account and actually see if it's something that you, you need yeah, to work on. It has to come internal. You have to flip the switch. Yeah. You know, people, people that try and flip the switch for you, they can only do so much. You know, you're the one that has to take it upon yourself and say, you know what? Yeah, I need to get my shit together. And that's what's really going to be... That's the most effective thing, you know? You could have... You just feel... You get the... And that's where where you tie in what I mentioned earlier. If you're right and you're trying to correct a friend or a family member and you do it the wrong way by ridiculing them and condemning them, they're going to get defensive and they're just like, no, what the, you know, they're not yeah. going to want to change. And I think, I, I, I think holding your friends and family and loved ones, whoever it may be, I, I, I think it also helps with the process of self-love, knowing that somebody cares about you enough to uh, call you on your shit um, yeah. and be like, oh shit, I need to work on me. What's wrong with me that this is becoming a problem? Yeah. Right? I just found out about this thing not too long ago. I'm going to talk about it because I was not aware it was a thing. It's called, uh, I think it's called toxic positivity. Right? Okay. And I could, can I, I've never heard of that, but can I guess what it is? You want to just throw a pitch and see if it, like, if I nail yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. sounds like you're so positive that it's toxic because now you're giving someone false hope or a false narrative and they think that they're doing the right thing, but they're not. Yeah, you're you're super fucking close. You're pretty much on the money. Um, yeah, and so it's like if you come to me, Jacob, and you're like, "Hey, like I, I feel like shit. I don't know what I'm gonna do about this problem." And I'm like, "Don't worry, bro. You're brilliant. You got it. 
you're gonna it's all gonna be okay, right? And sometimes that's good. Yeah, sometimes but see that's the thing, everybody's different. And sometimes you just and, and you know what's just the easier thing to do and the, the more thoughtful thing to be is say, Well, I'm sorry you're feeling like that. Let me know what I can do. Right? Mm-hmm. If there's anything you need, anything you need me to say. And some people be like, fucking tell me it's gonna be okay. So sometimes I'm like that. I just need to be told it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Some people though because like you say, everybody's different. Yeah. Some people, if when you when you tell them if you need anything, let me know. They'll never let you know. Yeah. Um. So I could go both ways. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I it's something I found out I was doing recently, right? Like on what and the the when someone would come to you. Yeah. So there was somebody I cared about a lot, right? And they would come to me with problems. And for context, this is not an excuse or justification. This is just my thinking behind it when I was doing it. Um, I had lost a lot of people in the past month. It was just like week after week after week, people dying. And I felt like I was out of control, right? So I wanted to fix everything. I wanted to make everyone feel good. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make people feel safe. And so I was taking away from this person and other people as well uh, the validation of their feelings, right? Because imagine that every time you come to somebody and talk to them about a problem, it's like, oh, I'll be okay, it'll be okay. Like sometimes you just want to feel like shit and just know somebody's there for you. That's all. Just yeah. be like, I'm sorry, you're going through that. But me, I was like, no, you're so brilliant, you're so great, you're fantastic, you'll be all right, don't even trip about it, you'll figure it out. Yeah. It's like sometimes people just need to, like as human beings, we just need to feel like shit sometimes. To help us get through it. Yeah. Yeah, instead of suppressing the emotions, yeah. let the emotions out. At an appropriate time, I would just add, you know, um, there's a time to cry and there's a time to not cry. Yeah. So that's just like a... Thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I, like I will cry for no reason sometimes. Yeah. Like my, sometimes I have trouble crying. Like I'll feel sad, and I'll be like, "Dude, I want to cry," and it just it won't come out. I. That's why I watch. And then when it does come out, it's like blah. So, so <laughs> what what type of music do you like? Um, primarily. Well, I'll put it like this: favorite band is The Strokes. Yeah, I noticed that, and I think you have a. Yeah, yeah. I have a tattoo. I have their albums on on my wall. Favorite band is The Strokes. So that's like where my music taste kind of originates from. But I listen to a lot of rap. I like Logic. I listen to Tupac. Um, it's diverse. But like, where, where's your point on this? <laughs> so like, I was gonna say like sometimes, like I find the most emotionally hitting songs from artists I love. Yeah. And I'll just have a good fucking cry. Oh, okay. And like, just let it out. So tune into those emotions with your tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch a sad Ryan Gosling film. There's this great movie called Blue Valentine about a relationship failing. It's fucking depressing. But it's like, sometimes I think people just need to cry, need to punch their pillow, go to a fucking batting cage. I did that recently, and it was actually really nice. And it was nice. I didn't realize how much like pent-up aggression I had at the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Of just things going constantly wrong. And it, I, I think we need to find healthy coping mechanisms instead of just trying to fix other people's problems. Because that will lead to this shit not being well either. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, okay, so 
just going to ask you random questions. Word. Do you have any apps that you would recommend? Any handy apps or oh, obsessed with? Or? I use SoundHound a lot because I'll get, like, I'll hear a bit of a song or I'll think of a bit of a song. And it's just like Shazam. Um, does it does it pick up a song? And it, like, it tells you what song it is? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, you can even hum it or do, like, the little melody of it. Doesn't you, Siri do that? Siri? I think Siri does that now, too. Okay. I just found that out. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm I like, use, hey, Siri, what song is this or something? I use Charades, which is, like, heads up. I use that a lot. Me and my roommates use that. Or I use it with my students. Yeah. And um, we play that a lot. And I think that that uh that's something i enjoy i enjoy games i have a pro knockout which is a photoshop app and if you've ever seen my page sometimes i just like to photoshop myself into other people's pictures oh i've seen that yeah and yeah, you'll be like you'll just post you'll photoshop yourself yeah that. i think that shit's hilarious that's something <laughs> i enjoy um i use costar i think costar is pretty funny what's that uh, it's an astrology app i i enjoy it uh Sometimes it's the dumbest shit ever. Sometimes it hits close to home. Sometimes it means nothing at all to me. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's really it, app-wise. Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you recommend any books? Books, yeah. Aziz Ansari's uh, Modern Romance is a great book. Aziz Ansari's? Yeah. Aziz Ansari, the stand-up comedian. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I, that's what his show Master of None is, a lot of it's based off his personal experience, and when you read the book, you see a lot of the same subject matter in there. It's a great read, it's really funny, um, what else did I read recently, book-wise? Uh, fuck. Oh, Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis, I reread that recently. Uh, it's the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a crazy out there story about him using drugs at like 11 or 12 and it's like his wild ride throughout life. Okay. And that's a really good one too. Okay. Um, are you voting this election? I am. Would you like to disclose? Who you, who uh, yeah, I guess I'm voting for Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I I'm like, I, I'm still waiting to see what happens. You're not going to vote third party like last time? <sighs> like, I, I, so here's the thing this time around, I don't know enough about the third party. I, I Joe Jorgensen or something like that. I'll look it up when I get home. That's on me to do. I usually am better about this, but this year I just kind of, I checked out. I checked out so quickly this year, like 2020. I was like, all right, we done. Yeah, I'm I'm voting for Biden. I will yeah. disclose that. I don't care. Um, I have a friend who is a. I don't. He, he's never told me what he is. I believe he's a conservative. Yeah. Um, based off of the stuff he posts. But he's a really good friend of mine. Like, one of my best friends that I have a lot of respect for. And I'm going to have him on the show, and we're going to... We're, we're, him and I, we're going to talk about politics, especially since him and I disagree. I don't see it getting hostile or anything like that. Yeah. He's a, he's a respectful guy. I'm a respect, I respect people. Because um, it's easy for us to talk about it, because we have a lot of the same point of views. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. So, the... Want to, I want to make this podcast a little bit more diverse with the thought. Yeah. So, and I'm going to have him here. Great guy. Uh, his name's Carlos Rios. Very intelligent. And, yeah, I don't, I don't even... Wait, is this the Carlos I'm thinking about? Top Hills, no? No, no, no. Oh, he, okay. he was in the Marines with me. Okay, word, word, word. Shout out to Carlos. Shout out to that episode. You seem like a rad dude. Yeah. So, I don't... Yeah. He, yeah, I don't really... 
I have to stop myself when I say stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so to wrap up this podcast, do you have any pieces of advice, or what's like your life motto, or what's like what's something that if you're gonna speak to some people, mostly they're in the United States, but there is people that do listen to this podcast that are from other countries, as my data tells me. So whatever you're gonna say is gonna reach out to yeah. some sort of demographic. What what do you gotta say? In regards to <laughs> I just, I, on the spot, but um, it's not all about me and it's not all about you, right? And what I mean by that is we're we're all in this together, right? Like I, I think the human condition gets us to that point of just my problems are the biggest problems and should be everyone's problems, right? Yeah, like things don't just happen to me; they affect everybody in my life. And I think reminding myself and humbling myself on a daily basis to be like, oh, it's not all about me. Right? Oh, why hasn't this girl texted me back? Well, what the fuck, dude? Like, doesn't she know how I feel? Well, how the fuck is she doing? Is she struggling with something? Yeah. You know, I have to take that moment to reflect on, hey, the world's a crazy place and people are their own people and they're struggling with shit too. And I think I used to get confused what's humility was like, oh, I got to walk around the parking lot with my pants around my ankles. But I think we just need to keep learning as human beings and be willing to keep learning. So, empathy. Empathy. Empathy, compassion, love, all that good, 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 good stuff. Have some of that stuff. Pass some of that stuff on in this world. Because it makes the world a better place. Yeah. And as corny and cheesy as that sounds, it's true. Yeah. Love who you got. Because <clears throat> they might not be here tomorrow. And that's, that's factual. Yeah. Like that, right? Just like that. Damn, man, dude, when Kobe Bryant died, I Oh, dude, <laughs> fuck it. I was in a parking lot when I heard <laughs> no. Kobe died, and I paced... I, I was smoking a cigarette. I'm going to tell you... This is going to be on the record forever. I like So I was smoking a cigarette with a friend who didn't even like basketball, and he just like looks up at me, and he's like, hey, Kobe died. He just said it nonchalantly. And I was like, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Don't you... It's probably a hoax. I Googled it. Yeah, dude. Walking. It didn't seem real. I was like, it, what it the doesn't. hell? That's Kobe. It doesn't seem real. It still doesn't. Yeah, I, I actually did not want to think about it when I like when I found out he died. I, I would just stop thinking about it. I would just because I would feel bad. I would stop thinking about it, and then thirty minutes later, fuck, Kobe died. Then I just I'd be like, stop thinking about it. I don't want to be sad right now. I don't want to be sad. It's terrible. Yeah. Thirty minutes later, fuck, Kobe died. Kobe died. Dude, I and then with his daughter. Other than like with other kid with his other parents, I think that's like, one of the most heartbreaking parts about it. Is like so many families were torn apart that day. No one wanted that. No one. Wanted Absolutely, that. no one wanted that. I Not the it, pilot. No one. I, I think it would have been painful enough if it was just Kobe. But the fact that there was children and, and siblings on that plane and parents on that, and their lives have been forever altered. And like yeah, like you were saying, every thirty minutes it's like. Oh fuck, dude! Kobe's dead. Yeah, like, Kobe's dead. Yeah, and like it's it's just been one of the wild. Like I've been on God's green earth for like twenty five years, right? Whatever God there is, I don't care what you believe in. I'm more spiritual, but like I've been on this earth for twenty five years. Twenty twenty has been one of the most wild years I've ever experienced, and I, I really, think everyone on earth could probably agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it <laughs> <just> been <laughs> terrible. It, it's been fucking 
terrible. But I wish I would have started like one of those film projects where like, hey, I'm filming myself for a year at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. And like, because that shit would have been the most killer documentary. Most, yeah. Like that shit would have been wild. Like I can't wait for that CNN special documentary to come out. Yeah. 2020, the year that almost ended us. Yeah. Like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. All right. And now I'm going to bring you to my last question. Do you have any questions for me? Ooh, I get to ask you questions. Um, mm, tough to think of it, or no, no, no. I, I, I got a few. Searching um, your what's 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 something that you enjoy doing that people don't know? Oh wow, that is tough. Fuck, that is tough because a lot of people know what I do. I'm really outspoken. What's something that I enjoy doing? What's something you don't like telling people about? Because it's like this is your thing. Shit, dude, this is getting personal. Let me think about it. What's something that I like to do? <laughs> that it's my... Oh, okay. I got it. When I go to bed at night, I, like, twirl my right foot. Yeah? Around, yeah. That's just your get down? I have to. Like, if I don't, like, I don't... I can't fall asleep. Like, I gotta, I gotta twirl my, my right foot around as I'm falling asleep. My wife noticed. And I didn't really... I'm not, I do it every night, so it's just normal to me. She's like, you're moving your foot. I don't know. I think it's just soothing to me or something. I don't fucking... I don't... Once I'm asleep, I'm asleep, but that, that shit puts me to sleep. Yeah. yeah. What's your definition of love? What's love to you? What's a love to me? <sighs> Selflessness towards another person that makes you feel a certain way. Um, it's like a... Uh, I guess that puts it... Admit, yeah. Someone that makes you feel a certain way, someone that you care about. And makes you happy, and because of that, you want to make them happy and be selfless towards them. I got one. So it kind of builds off top of that. When, when was the moment you, you saw your wife and was like, yeah, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great question for my wife. <laughs> she loves that cheesy kind of stuff. Jesus Dude, man. I love love. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love hearing this shit. I'd probably say that's great that you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not into romantic movies and stuff like that. But um, my wife. When did I? When was I like? Yeah, I want. I want to be with her. Probably going to bed. When, when we're you know we're going to bed and we're just there and I'm sitting. Shit, I have her next to me. And I feel completely comfortable, and she's falling asleep, and I'm falling asleep, and it just it just felt right. Mm. Um, just feeling safe, feeling comfortable in that setting. Going to bed is like probably when you're sleeping, you're the most vulnerable because you're just completely yeah. vulnerable. You're asleep, and when I was with my wife, I just feel like I could be vulnerable with her mm. type of thing. I feel like sleeping with someone is intimate. Yeah. Not necessarily the sex factor, just being there. It's one of the nicest things you can do with somebody, I think. I think yeah. when just having somebody there with you is so fucking like even if you don't have sex, I think that's so much better than sex, right? Like <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. I mean I agree. Sex is dope, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, it's great. I love it. Um so you have a kid on the way? Yeah. What's what's one piece of knowledge, if any, if you've only passed down one thing? Oof. Like Let's make it easier. Three bits of knowledge that okay. you passed down. So that you wish you would have known. Uh, you're, you're. I'm gonna tie it to me a long sentence. You're a hundred percent responsible for what goes on in your life, mm. and uh, and with that, never blame 
never point the finger at someone else for your failures or your whatever's going on. That's one. Two, respect. Treat everybody with respect. Everybody with respect. Everybody with Don't fucking matter who they are. Yeah. Treat them with respect. Always. Third one, those are my two biggest ones. That's my philosophy. That's how I navigate through life. Mm-hmm. I respect everybody unless they give me a reason not to. Um, I hold myself accountable a lot. The third one, I'd probably be like, <sighs> take care of your body. Because if you're hurt, you're going to feel that shit for probably the rest of your life. And yeah. I'm talking about injuries, man. You, yeah, dude, you fall, scrape yourself, you'll feel good. But take care of your joints, dude. Like, if you, you have bad knees, um, be careful. Don't break something. Take care of take care of the little things so that the little things do not escalate into bigger things. Mm. And over and at the long haul, you'll live a better life. Because I have I have shit that hurts, bro. Yeah. And I have to I have to live with it for the rest of my life. I I'm really I'm really private when it comes to medical. Um, I'm not gonna say what it is, but yeah, that's big, dude. If you want to have a happy life, ignorance is a bliss. When you're feeling good, you have no idea that if you get hurt, it's gonna it's gonna impact you. I think we're at that age now where it's catching up with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, take care of your body, dude. It's important, man. Those three things is what I would tell my son. Which is great that you asked, man, because I could die tomorrow. And if you listen to this, he'll know. He'll know. He'll know. There we go. We we great. Thank you for coming to my podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm happy you're here. Let's take my guest Jacob Andrade, everybody. Uh, <laughs> for me. <laughs> you're like Jacob Andrade, everybody. Hey, Jacob, this is my podcast now. Random topics <laughs> with Jacob's wife. <laughs> yeah. Jacob's not part of it anymore. Oh um, man. It's getting hot in here. I need to turn on the AC. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is fucking hot. Okay. But, so is there anything you would like to shout out in regards to it, it could be a friend, but like uh, business related or your Instagram page or your Facebook or any source that they can reach out to you or a service you could provide or anything like that that you'd like to say? Yeah, uh, I'm going to shout out HR. They know who they are. Uh, that's HR. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. That's um, spelled HR. <laughs> that's HR. Um, no, uh, well, shout out to them. They're great. They're a great person. Um, but, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, my cast and crew who were, uh, part of my show, Swimming in Circles, uh, which will be up after COVID. It's a play I wrote and directed. It's called Swimming in Circles. Find me on Instagram at official underscore Steve underscore Buscemi. And, uh, find me on Facebook, Ryan Mark Perez. And, uh, thank you to Jacob for having me. Oh, thank you for coming and having a friendly conversation with me. It is yeah. greatly appreciated. Yeah. Anytime. Right. Anytime. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Um, please leave a review. That always helps me. Preferably five stars. And if <laughs> and if you'd like to contact me, you can always email me Andrade underscore Jacob at Yahoo.com. I will answer your questions if you have any. Okay, goodbye. Much love. Adios. <laughs>